there are a lot of people that I need to denounce, and they include... The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciation. Connor Schwint. Connor Schwint is a real jerk, to be honest. This is a man who became trapped inside a notable piece of Edmonton in Canada. Yes, that's right. Public art made of large silver spheres. He's been arrested. Soon after, he was rescued by firefighters. Firefighters were called around 8.30 p.m. last Sunday. After someone walked by noticing a strange sight, a man was inside this mound of polished stainless steel balls with no way out. Connor Schmidt, uh, Connor Schwint, excuse me, said he was on a post-Easter dinner run past the scu- the sculpture perched on the edge of Fox Drive and uh, the Questnell Bridge when he noticed a commotion. Actually, Connor Schwint is the observer, not the person worthy of den- the denunciation. Firefighters were attempting to extricate the man, and Schwint said he asked firefighters if it was a man or animal trapped inside. When he learned that it was a person inside, he began documenting the incident on his phone and poked his head inside the sculpture for a closer look. He said the man inside the sculpture was beginning to panic. It was kind of like watching a mouse fall into a bucket. He was just kind of running around inside of it, starting to freak out because he couldn't get out. Police say the man had climbed on top of the structure and became trapped inside of it soon after. To extricate the man... Firefighters had to cut the structure and remove one of the balls. Three crews, including a technical rescue team, were involved in the call. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. Soon after uh, the man slipped out of the sculpture, he was arrested. Police say the man caused damage to several of the balls while climbing on top of the structure. The 26-year-old was charged with one count of mischief with $5,000. Oh, charged with one count of mischief over $5,000, then released. The public art installation has proven polarizing among Edmontonians for years. So I apologize to uh, Mr. Schwint for initially denouncing him, but we don't have the name of the person that uh, was responsible for this. And in my notes here, I just wrote denounce and then dot, dot, dot Connor Schwint. So I'm sorry when I, I, I'm sorry to Mr. Schwint. When I come across articles that I feel are worthy of denunciation, I just end up denouncing and sorry. I, I misread my own notes here. It's like that Seinfeld episode, flaming globes of Sigmund. My apologies. I'm denouncing this unnamed 26-year-old that went splunking in a public art installation. Let me also denounce the campaign of Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. I mean, Nikki Haley really may win the prize for most bogus pre-report spin. The former U.N. ambassador's campaign set, and she's obviously running for president said that it had raised $11 million between her mid-February launch and the end of the quarter on March 31st. 
It got that figure by saying Haley's campaign had $5.1 million in receipts along with $4.4 million for Team Stand for America, a joint fundraising committee, and $1.2 million for Stand for America PAC, a Haley-launched leadership PAC. But after Nikki Haley filed her first quarter report to the FEC on Saturday, an altogether different story has emerged. Her campaign's math did not add up. What Haley's campaign and two affiliated groups actually raised was about $8.3 million. The discrepancy between the Haley campaign's public statements and the numbers on the filings appears to be a case of double counting. Haley got to $11 million by counting $2.7 million twice. Once when it was taken in by her joint fundraising committee and again when it was transferred to two of the other committees. If Donald Trump's campaign had used this method, it could have reported that its two main committees raised $32 million rather than the actual $19 million the campaign actually said that it raised. But where did Haley get this novel counting method from? So, I mean, if somebody can't even report accurately what kind of money they've raised in their presidential campaign, how can you trust them to be president? How can you trust that this is the kind of folks that Nikki Haley would put in charge? I don't. All right. I want to denounce Westchester County prosecutors. Apparently, in Westchester County, New York, prosecutors have um, known for years that drunk driving convictions of Spanish-speaking motorists were influenced by poor translations of the consequence of refusing roadside blood alcohol tests. So evidently, they've known about this for a long time. People that didn't speak English essentially didn't agree to have a breathalyzer test. And the DA's office did not investigate this for three years. Westchester County prosecutors were alerted to this issue at least three times in 2018, in 2019, and 2021, and these folks did nothing. Nothing. Now, think of all the people, all of the motorists that were wrongfully convicted of drinking and driving because they didn't even understand what they were being asked to do. I will point out that the Westchester County District Attorney, Miriam Roca, who, as far as I can tell, is, I hate to call anyone a name, but as far as I can tell, is a total and complete buffoon, is one of only three or four people on this entire planet. And it's a large planet, don't get me wrong, that has blocked me on Twitter. Why did she block me on Twitter? Because I had the temerity 
to call her out on some of her shenanigans when she was trying to be a cable news pundit before she was the Westchester County DA. And and she was saying just nonsense. She was on TV spewing nonsense. And I pointed out, well, this isn't the first time she spewed nonsense. When I used to watch her as a federal prosecutor, she was guilty of a lot of nonsense spewing back then. She blocked me on Twitter. And now this woman, who is a public official that I, as a taxpayer in the state of New York, am paying her salary, she has me blocked on Twitter. Now, other people have tried to block folks on Twitter. Donald Trump, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And yet... They've been shown that these tweets are public record. For some reason, when it comes to Miriam Roca, the Westchester County DA, she can still block me. Well, you can block me, Miriam Roca. And I'm considering legal action on that, by the way. But what you and your office have done, and it predates Miriam Roca, it goes back to her predecessor as well, to be fair. What you have done... In terms of getting these motorists who had no idea what they were agreeing or not agreeing to, what you were doing in terms of getting them a drunk driving conviction and what that means for them in terms of legal bills, what that means for them in terms of future criminal prosecutions, what that means for them in terms of future employment opportunities – the fact that you had no interest in investigating this when this was brought to your office's attention and your predecessor, I have to be honest, I mean, that speaks volumes about the kind of leadership that's going on in the Westchester County DA's office. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718 418 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. I must also denounce Mehdi Hasnan of MSNBC. Mehdi Hasan is a, an anchor for MSNBC who plagiarized a column advocating uh, spanking of children. And I want to commend um, Lee Fang, who found this and exposed this. But Hassan seems to have copied full paragraphs from a U.S. News and World Report article, tweaking only a few words here and there into this 2000 independent editorial he wrote titled No Harm in Smacking. The original article, When to Spank, was published two years before Hassan's piece and was written by Lynn Rosalini and Anne Mulrine. This schlemiel, Mehdi Hassan, Hasnan, plagiarized almost the whole thing and gave zero credit to the people whose article that he plagiarized. You know, look, I, I, on the air, I read from articles all the time. I am quoting liberally from columns constantly. You know what I always do? I give 
credit to the person who wrote them. Well, what Mehdi Hasnan tried to do of MSNBC, he tried to pass their work off as his own. And yet, where are the repercussions? Thankfully, Lee Fang called this out for the public to see. But what is MSNBC doing about this plagiarizer that's on their air? Can you imagine if this was a Fox personality? If this was Tucker Carlson or Brett Baer or whoever else is on Fox News? Brian Kilmeade, who's going to join me next hour? If this was a Fox personality that had so overtly plagiarized an article... Forget about it. People would be raising holy hell. This is just as bad. You cannot commit plagiarism. And yet, that is what Mehdi Hasnan, Hassan, has done. Shame on you, Mehdi Hassan. I do denounce you. I must also denounce this sore loser wrestler who... When it came time to shake his opponent's hand, instead chose to sucker punch him. This is a terrible situation. And the family of a young wrestler who was sucker punched by his unsportsmanlike opponent has decided to, and I don't blame them, press charges after this aspiring athlete suffered a nose injury. So basically, youth wrestler Hafid Alisea delivered a sucker punch to Cooper Quarter after losing a wrestling match, sending his rival crashing to the mat. The incident remains under investigation by police and no charges have yet been uh, filed. But uh, this is just terrible. I, I, I don't even... If if you look at the what occurred here, I'm I'm gonna retweet it. I, I almost hate to bring more attention to it, but I'm gonna retweet it right now at uh, Frank M O R A N O. That's Frank M O R A N O. So you can see what I'm talking about here. This is a sore losers, sore loser. In my view, there's absolutely no excuse for this, and this is uh, this the, this young man should be ashamed of himself, and I do denounce him. I don't know where he learned kind of th- this kind of thing, but this is just shameful. And um, it, the sore losers everywhere, I do denounce you. 